And welcome back to the Time Out Podcast with your boy Tyler. This is my buddy Robert. He'll be filling in this season. <laughs> Yo, we got a stacked week to talk about. Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. And I want to start off with the uh, Eagles versus the Falcons. Holy hell, what a complete game by Philadelphia. Yeah, despite having a slow start, but defense was just lot, so locked down. Oh, my God. Up front, the front seven, the, the linebacking core, the the cornerbacks, they all play great. Exactly. And, and another thing, too, if you looked at the offensive line for the Eagles, they've actually did not do too bad. No. Not at all. You got players decking defenders trying to get to the quarterback and shit, and it was awesome. And Javar, Har- I feel like Javar Hargrave is probably one of the break one of the breakouts on that defensive line. My <laughs> God, two sacks by the guy. Who? Now we finally see what he's actually what, what he's actually made of. What what? This is what the announcer said, and they're completely right. This was Pittsburgh Steeler Javon Hargrave coming in. Oh yeah. To yesterday's game. This was Pittsburgh Steeler. This is the this is the guy we got. Not the guy from last year. The guy we got now. That's Pittsburgh Steeler, Javon Hargrave. Exactly. What now having actually seen what's and this is why I think this is why another two about Sirianni. Like he doesn't like to take plays off, and you can see him yelling from the sidelines. It's like, um, do this, do that. I was literally about to say that, like, as like every time the camera was pointed at Sirianni, he's yelling about something. If you looked at Doug Peterson on the sideline, every time the camera showed him, he was lifeless. He just stood there. Exactly. You got Sirianni running around sideline is. Back and forth on the sideline, yelling and screaming, whether at the refs or the players off a bad play. He was not letting anything go. He no. was he was in it. He was invested. He was coaching. He did his yeah, job. And, I, and not so much we actually had the proper coaching staff to actually to help pull out this victory. Exactly. Look at the defensive side of the ball, the defensive coordinator. He his scheme fits everyone because and not to mention not to catch you up. But uh, if you haven't noticed, he actually knows how to make adjustments. He does. As well as the- it's in the second half. He made adjustments when things were working, and he – look what happened. He got a win. But, yeah. the thing is, but the thing is, back to the defensive coordinator, his defensive scheme plays off of everybody's strengths. Cornerbacks, exactly. the linebackers, the linemen, they played to everybody's strengths. You got the guys up front. You got the guys up front blitzing. You got the, the linebackers helping the safeties and the, and the safeties helping the, the cornerbacks and the cornerbacks covering. They're all that scheme makes everyone do their job. Exactly. And that's <clears throat> what I love. There's none of this single high safety stuff. None of this cornerbacks playing 10 yards off the receiver. None of that. That's gone. No, they play. They play like old school, straight up, straight up, like almost like man to man coverage. Exactly. And, and what sucks is because 
And what's what? good is that, you know, we kept Kyle Pitts quiet, but it hurts. It actually hurt it in my fantasy because I had him as my tight end for a little bit. But, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, and that's the thing to you, Devontae Smith, Kenny Gay won't get their first NFL touchdowns for the young careers, which is Can very great. talk about that one touchdown that Devontae Smith had? Oh, God, that brings me back. That's, that's oh. like it more. You know what that you know they 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 did a side by side. I think I think it was either a fan page or I think it was like NBC ten or something. It yeah. was a side by side of him and Jalen in college and him and Jalen on that play. Uh, yesterday. Oh yeah. Almost identical place. Ending in the same result. Like wow, bro. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And and that's what I wanted to see from Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. I wanted to see that dynamic duo that they were in college. It showed in that. And, that's and it, showed, it showed on Sunday. Not to mention, he almost had 100 yards in his, fir- in his first NFL game, too. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Now, and also seeing, like, Jalen Hurts now, you now the fact that put a, he's put up actually pretty good numbers, too. And it's just like, he went – he he was he had two hundred sixty four yards and three touchdowns. Those are some impressive numbers. And not to mention, it's like he's like one of the three quarterbacks, you know, to actually put up those kind of numbers, you know, yeah. in NFL history, which is surprise. Not I'm not surprised about it, but we all know what he's he's capable of that we spent a second round pick on him. Yeah. And and I love the fact that they that the Eagles defense put pressure on Matt Ryan. He didn't get a lot of plays off. Got sacked a few times. Um, the receivers were covering well. And oh, yeah. also look at Darius Slate. Darius Slate, I think last year only had like a few batted passes and then like one pick. This year, first game he batted a pass. Like this defense is better. It's better, but I think we we still have room for improvement. We do on uh, like like look at like look the the defensive side of the ball. The front sevens got to stop jumping the gun. Also on yeah. offense, the offensive line yeah. just got to stop jumping the gun. And then you also got Jordan Milata committing first degree murder on on the def- on the defensive lineman. That's what we wanted to see. That's why we drafted him out of rugby. And then Aaron Seppis, too. Don't, don't forget him. The special teams has been really solid as well that, during that game. That, that freaking punter, bro. Seppis, man. You I bet you that dude I bet you that dude was learning from Pat McAfee. Pop, possibly. But then again, he's another rugby player that we snatched up from Auburn. Man, like, holy hell, man. Exactly. That's a holy hell moment. His catch is near... Every time was like at the 10 or at the five. None of them went out of bounds. And none of them were taken back to like the 25 or the 30. Because you know, they're always at the 10. Yeah, that's like literally perfect placement. Every single time, bro. That's the thing. Every time he was out there to kick. My question is like, what punter in NFL history cannot, I mean, like I can't think of one that has like perfect placement like that. I think the and only one that ever had perfect placement like that was Pat McAfee. And after that, nothing. 
And then Sarah, Aaron Sippis came in as Johnson's replacement. And then changed soon, you know, the changed the game, bro. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing, too. It's just like, and, you know, like you said, you know, there's going to be a lot of penalties that needs to be cleaned up, especially from Hassan Ridgeway. Lane Johnson should know, at least should know better because he's, a, he's, he's been here for, oh, God, I forgot how long he's been here. Let's just, let's just, he's been here for a while. He's been here since 2013. Yeah, exactly. So literally since my sophomore year in high school, he's been with the Eagles. Yeah. So that's a, like that's not long as hell. And Josh Sweat was impressive too in his outing. Wait. Josh Sweat. Josh Sweat. You you already know what he's got to bring at the table. He brings it every single game. Kerrigan of this team. And Ryan Kerrigan too, you know, quite a, his a short sample, his short outing. I thought he was pretty solid in his you know limited time. I mean, it's Ryan Kerrigan. What do you expect? I mean, Ryan Kerrigan was great with uh, Washington. Yeah, and then drafted uh, Chase Young and basically almost basically drove him out of Washington. Yeah, and then um, falls into tour that's under the radar. Yeah, but the thing is, Ryan really Matt Ryan struggled against our uh, defense. Yeah, he made some quality throws here and there. We went 21 for 35, 164 yards, but he didn't throw any touchdowns, nor did he throw interceptions. I think there was one that should have been an interception, but it was just batted away, and that was the moment slay. Yeah, and not to mention, too, and, you know, I think also Sirianni and his coaching staff actually did a pretty good job exploiting uh, Matt Ryan's sweetness when by flushing him out of the pocket, because if he did exactly. that, he was out uncomfortable out of the pocket. Exactly. Um, You're right. You're right. I agree with that. Um and- like and unlike Jalen Hurts, like and and speaking of Jalen Hurts, his IQ is ridiculously high. Like in the middle game. of plays, in the middle of plays, he's running around, but he's also directing traffic. Like, like, who, a, like, like quarterbacks with high IQs like that do that. Like you got him I mean, running around, going, "Hey, go over here, go over here, block me here, block me there." He, he told um. He, I think he's met so, and Jalen Rager. You know, it's good to see him. You know, back to you know, and like you said, playing there at the full strength. I mean, yeah, look, what I want to see from Jalen Rager though, he needs to catch the ball. He needs to do what he did in the, like, keep doing what you're doing, dude. Don't just do exactly. good first game and then just fall off. Just keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. But again, you never know with Sirianni and, um, and his coaching staff, so they're going to try to find ways to get better. And not to mention, San Francisco is going through a, a ton of injuries to the running back core. So that's going to that's going to be a um, that's good. That's or some of the running backs are, are down for sport for the 49ers. So they're going to be um, yeah. going to be short on a few things. And speaking of the 49ers, um, how the hell do you almost blow a 25 point lead against the uh, against the um, I'm going, Detroit I'm Lions? Going to- I'm going to get to that. I want to get to the Cowboys and Buccaneers first. Oh, boy. Yo, I can't wait to talk about this one and piss off the Cowboys fans. <laughs> no, I want to <laughs> keep it on. I want to go, Rob. I want to keep this unbiased. I really, I really do. I know we hate the Cowboys because we're Eagles fans. I know. But this isn't, but my pod, but the, this podcast isn't. Just for just Philly fans. This is for all of NFL fans. So let's keep it unbiased. You can do that on your podcast, but 
Um, but the Cowboys and Buccaneers, the, the Tim Bay Buccaneers etched by the Cowboys, thirty-one to twenty-nine on Thursday Night Football. Um, Dak Prescott went forty-two for fifty-eight for four hundred three yards, three touchdowns, and one pick. Brady went thirty-two for fifty, three hundred seventy-nine yards, four touchdowns, two picks. And can I say something to you, dude? I'm I'm all ears. I know we don't like the Cowboys because we're fans of the rivals, just, but you've got to give Dak Prescott a lot of credit here. Yeah, especially having that ankle injury last season, and then almost coming back, down. And, coming back and bowling out the way he did. And not to mention, he also had to dealt with shoulder shoulder problems or before before the start of the season. It's like, yeah, uh, and, and and you you know about this too, like that injury. Usually happens to baseball players, not football yeah. players. Yeah, latch chains are very rare in football. It's other, and I think the un, uh, broad analyst bro actually made a good point because in baseball that's a that's a common injury. Football, yep. it's a rare injury because you, you see like uh, I don't know like these ankle sprains, um, concussions, which is pretty much happens in all sports. Um, latch strains is probably the only injury that's very rare to football because everything else is pretty much uh, common injuries. Yeah. Um, but the way Dak Prescott fought through two injuries in a row just to come back and ball out week one. Dak Prescott, I give you a lot of credit and hey, a lot I mean, of respect. And despite the fact where he was drafted, I said, look, I said, look, I'm a what I think about fourth round, if I'm not mistaken, in, in that draft. He was a fourth round in the same I think it was the same I think it was either the draft earlier or the draft after once. So that's the case. He's, he's proven himself. Like, look, I may be a late round uh, draft pick. Like, look, you know, late round draft pick, two injuries, back to back seasons, like nothing. Like, I'll give him credit. The heart, and, you know, the grit that he I had. Give him, yeah, we give him so much freaking credit, bro. Despite we, tr- despite we trash the Cowboys for their ineptitude. I mean, they got some decent players on that team, but it, you got to think it's something. The problem, uh, they, the problem that they have is is their offensive line and their defense. They have no defensive depth. That is big problem with the Cowboys. And I think, and we and we can take this from it too. You know, at one point in time, like we had our defense was kind of. Um, now we had no more, but we, oh my god, the last few seasons, bro, we had no defensive depth. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. You know, like we've literally, been there, like literally last year. <laughs> exactly, like we've been there. Yeah, we've been there. We've know we know how that feels. It sucks. Trust but me. But not this year. Oh. Yeah, and we drove a guy out of Philly by this year. Exactly. Exactly. But the thing is, he did deserve it because he also had a iffy game yesterday too. Mm-hmm. Red iffy game. Um, but next up, I want to really, I want to talk about Pittsburgh versus Buffalo. Eh, I thought it was an okay game. To me, to me, I don't. I think. Uh, Stats-wise, I think Allen played the better game. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was an okay game for both sides. But I think, you know, obviously Allen balled out. 
but despite the fact, and I'll give, and you know, especially I hate the Steelers as much as anybody. Um, I'll do give them credit where credit is due, especially coming, you know, coming back in the second half and actually defeating the Buffalo Bills, which is probably one of the most harder teams to beat in that division. Or, for, you know, yeah, like- I feel like, I feel like Roethlisberger's stats doesn't matter in this game because he only went eighteen for thirty-two. Interesting. What hurt? Yards and a touchdown. So it really doesn't matter. You also got to think too. Ben's also getting older, so who who knows yeah, how much ben, longer he's going? Yeah, Ben's declining. He's getting older, which I I get that. Um, but yeah, Josh Allen's got a bright future in the league. I said that last year, last season on this podcast. Um, he's pretty, he's doing pretty well for himself in, since coming yeah. into the NFL. Yeah, he's done really, really well. I've been impressed with Josh Allen. And I think Except everybody – there's you know, or somebody from UCLA who is probably going to get driven out of the league very soon at this point. Yeah, I, I don't – yeah, I don't really <laughs> – but, yeah, man, you know, Josh Allen, I think – all I got to say is Buffalo fans don't fret. Just one game – I mean, there's seventeen. There's seventeen games this season, opposed to sixteen. Yeah, game so you got sixteen hardly, games left. Game one hardly even matters half the time. Yeah, like you can lose the first week and then win the next fifteen or next six. You know something? Yeah, I mean, you guys got to think too. It's also you know you you know Buffalo might have have some a few rookies on their team, so there's going to be a little bit of some growing pains. Taking in yeah. like us, but like, like us. you said that. Yeah, like this league is getting younger. Like there's going to be a lot of rookie mistakes. Everything's going to be, you know, a little bit in shambles because you know, obviously, you know, despite you know training camp and these OTAs and all that. I mean, I don't see. I mean, some uh, teams or fan base that are threatened because, like, oh, like we lost week one. Like, so look, and you know, look, our team won week one or our first game. Yeah, that's uh, we're great for that. But like you said, there's 16 games left. You know, after after this week, so everything is, is you know it's going to be an uphill battle for most teams. Sometimes it's going to be a downhill battle depending on which division you're in. Yep. Um, speaking of rookie mistakes, I'm going to skip over the game that I've written down after that, and I'm going to go to the Texans and the Jags. Oh, I know where you're going to go with this one. Trevor Lawrence really struggled week one. Really struggled. Yeah. Um. He's gotta he's gotta be he's like look, he did this well in college. I don't know what happened. He's gotta read the offense better. I know it's a new offense. You're in the pros. It's a lot slower than it was in college. You gotta be able to read the offense. And then you just gotta read the defense too and the how they're playing you. You gotta read the offense, you gotta read the defense. Is a guy open? If a guy's open, throw it there. If a guy's not open, don't throw it there. He threw exactly. it to some tight coverages all game, and he got picked off every time. Don't throw it into tight coverages. Exactly. And look, I give, I'll give credit to him. You get his first career touchdown pass to uh, what the fuck's his name? I can't. I can't think of his name now. But you guys got to think too. I mean, if Urban Meyer and his coaching staff can figure out, you know, the, the problems that Trevor Lawrence has, 
I guess he could probably do a be a replicate from when he was in college, you know, just by, you know, the NFL a little bit has been a little bit slow. It's a little bit slower. So I think if he can do that, you know, he, I think he should be just fine unless the O-line holds up, which is the ultimate worry for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I feel like the O-line held up in week one. It was just Trevor Lawrence's erratic play that costed them the game. Because they were like down like three touchdowns. Yeah. Eliminate 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 those picks and add three touchdowns to his uh stat line. He would have won the game. Exactly. I mean he's already a winner, you know, in his career. I mean, first time he's ever lost from from what I've been hearing. As a football um, player. I'm no. not I don't think no. I don't think that might I'm like, there's no way. No, he lost. He lost, I think, the national championship game last year. His last NFL game – no, his last NFL game, he lost in the playoffs. What, Trevor Lawrence? Yeah, him and Clemson lost in the playoffs. You said the NFL, you mean college football. College football. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. College football, he lost. So people were saying, "Oh, he never lost before in the day of his life, leading up to him being drafted." Have you? Have you seen last year or the year before? No, this year. When he before he got drafted, he was in the he was in the college football playoffs. Literally, bro. I think I I think he lost to Ohio, not Ohio, someone else. Uh, I think it's that Alabama. No, it was Alabama. I think it was Alabama, I think. I'm not sure. Yeah, Alabama. Yeah, he got they got demoralized. And he lost that game. And then he and then it was a goodbye Trevor Lawrence thing. He got drafted a few months later. And now he's in the NFL and he's more erratic than he was in the national championship game. Which is confusing. Yeah, it's very confusing. To me, it's confusing, but then, um, then you got to think. Look, college football and the NFL are two different breeds. Yeah, it's two different levels, and you also got to think too. Like, there's still a lot of growing, and uh, Trevor Lawrence. So I think he's a rookie. He did throw. Um, it's not like he threw. He had no touchdowns and three picks. He had three touchdowns and three picks. Mm-hmm. I feel like after those three picks, he did clean it up a little bit. That's what I feel like. Yeah, I I know that if he can, can evidently he, uh, yeah, evidently he did clean it up a little bit to sharp his stat line where it's not bad. He can still he can still grow as a competitor and as a quarterback. Exactly. I mean, he's probably one of the best generational quarterbacks that was coming out of that draft. Yeah, he was. He was. He literally was the best quarterback in this year's draft because he went number one overall. I mean, which was as which was to be expected by the Jacksonville Jaguars, because it's like, you know, I mean, Jacksonville was the only. Well, then it was. I think it was already a. No, not not just, well, not just Jacksonville. The Jets were also in a race too to get Trevor Lawrence, but apparently Jacksonville won the sweepstakes for that. Mm-hmm. Because the Jets, because the Jets fucked up the tank. I say, I say, how, this game. How do you fuck it up so bad? How do you fuck up the tank? You're like you were right there. Having Trevor, but the thing is, it wouldn't have mattered anyway. Exactly, because Jacksonville was a little bit worse. 
let Trevor Lawrence as a jet, you're gonna have a crappy O line. He's gonna he's probably gonna throw like six picks in uh I guess having him and Jackson was first game with three picks at three touchdowns. I would take that any day as a first time uh, rookie quarterback. Then I would too. And I think, you know, like you said, if he can clean, clean that up, his, you know, his erratic and then having urban Meyer, who's probably one of the greatest head coaches in college football. I mean, who knows how, what the sky's the limit for Trevor Lawrence, you know, the thing is, the thing is, if you look at his play, it's just Trevor Lawrence is throwing in the tight coverages. That's coachable. Exactly. Tell the kid not to throw in tight coverages. Teach him how to read offenses, read defenses. Teach him or the throw game. the ball the way, or throw the ball away. If there's if there's no play. Yeah, throw the ball away if there's nothing there. And if the pressure's coming, run. Exactly. I mean, we know he can uh, run. Yeah, he can run. He can pass. He's a dynamic player, and I and as a Clemson fan, I've seen it. I mean, I think we all we all seen it. Like it's a generational, and you know, obviously getting called Tom Brady of college football. I mean, if he can I do was, that, literally, I yelled that through the top of my damn lungs when he was in college. He's a Tom Brady of college football. Exactly. Like this dude, this kid is, is one special talent. But like you say, if he can fix the coachable mistakes, and you know. You know, have a better football IQ. Who I mean, yep. who knows? He's going to take off with no problems after this. Oh, for sure, for sure. And uh, we had some controversy happen in the Texans game, and uh, Deshaun Watson did not play yesterday. Which is no surprise. I, I, which I'm not surprised because it's like you know, off the off the off the field legal stuff is you know is costing them. Um, that bro, it's not just that. It's not just the legal stuff. I don't know if he actually did what they're saying that he did. First and foremost, and secondly, he's been wanting to trade. And you know, and that's the thing too with Houston too. As much as I don't want to, I mean, obviously I know a few Houston Texans fans, but I had to say this, and, and you know, obviously you're. T- I mean, don't get me wrong. You got one of the a good defensive minded and Levy Smith to help straighten up that defense. But the way that the org- that organization is run is shoddy as hell. The oh fact that you, you can't do it, the fact you let you let JJ Watt, who's your one of your star players that you had for since he's been there, you let him walk. You let him walk. Like, like, do you know how any idea how bad that makes you look? Um, You're horrendously bad. You let one. You let a the best. Uh, lineman in the damn game walk, and he's going to get better with Arizona too, which is which is going to be scary. Look at look at what Arizona did yesterday. They completely smothered the, the Titans, completely. Exactly. And guess who's and guess who's in the forefront of it? JJ Watt. That could have been the Texans. Exactly. But and then again, you guys got to think the ownership in the front office. You know, ain't doing something right, but yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a shame though. I mean, I would, I feel completely horrible for the for the people who enjoy, who watch the Texans. Like, you know, uh, get, you got it's just like you see. And look, I mean, I know we don't we we. I mean, you know, I mean, ownership. I don't want to go over this, but I just feel like you know, if anybody who goes there, I think they're going to wind up getting fucked over anyways. 
So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just one of those things. It's where, like, um, the the parallel I'm going to try to draw is, is like, you know, players that are going to the Detroit to the Detroit Pistons, where most times oh, their careers are going to die. God. I cannot, I cannot believe how inept Detroit sports is. All of them. As, and, this, and that's trying to, I'm trying to, you know, do the parallel between the Texans and the Pistons, you know, where it's <laughs> you know, two. <laughs> well, yeah, like, you know, I'm just saying, like, any star play, and, you know, I think this was where I think they kind of wasted, uh, the Texans kind of feel like they, I feel like wasted um, J.J. Watt later, like, the later half of his uh, tenure as a Texan. I was really hoping J.J. Watt would have had a ring with the Texans by now. But the way their general manager, their owner is running shit, like you said, it's a completely inept. Completely. I mean, it's a, it's a shame, though, man. It's just like you had some of these like star players, like I mean, Deshaun Watson, you know, one of the your best quarterback you taken. You, uh, you put you broke you basically burnt that bridge. You did the same. Well, he well, was kind of in between, but you also burnt the bridge between you, the front office, and JJ Watt. And obviously, think about it this way: I mean, you have Bill O'Brien as a coach and the general manager who cannot. Not to mention, you also traded to what DeAndre Hawkins to the Cardinals for no gut for a pack, basically a pack of peanuts, and you know someone who's hurt as Patrick or David Johnson. But the thing, but the thing is with that, that wasn't the GM of the Texans. That was Bill O'Brien who did that shit. That's what I'm, I'm trying to say. You know, that's just why it's just like I feel like star players are not going to be don't want to come to Houston. Yeah, it used to be a hot commodity back in like 2012 through like 2014. And then they're rebuilding. Then they draft Deshaun. Then they were a hot commodity again for like a year. They literally just made the playoffs last year. Or not last yeah. year, the year before that. And then they blew it up for no reason. And it's like now you're seeing uh, the true colors of the, of the ownership of the Texans. Look, the Texans, yeah. no, I mean, it's just like it's, it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, Tyrod Taylor would come in. He would go 21 for 33 with 291 yards and two touchdowns. Mark Ingram, their pickup. I'm surprised Mark Ingram even decided to go there. Um, Exactly. 26 carries, 85 yards and a touchdown. So, look, I'm baffled with the whole Texans off off, uh, the field situation. With them and Deshaun Watson, um, hopefully the fans can you know get something uh, going for their happiness and stuff, and to be something yeah. to have have to cheer for. Uh, but you know, right now it's hard to you know really be happy for the team because of the off field stuff. Yeah. Um, but next up we have speaking of the Cardinals. The Cardinals versus the Titans, and holy shit. I mean... 38-13. Not Whew. that... And I'll, and I, I'll say this, too. It's just like... And when, and me and, you know, it's like me and like other people who I know on YouTube, we trashed the Tennessee Titans. It's like, this is not the, this is not the Titans that we knew who were good. This is not the, how the Titans would play. You know, the fact that Derrick Henry was kept quiet, Tannehill was kept quiet, you know, some of the uh, Julio Jones, on the other hand, oh my God, 
was that horrible. Dude, I don't I don't know what the hell happened to the Titans in this game. I expect going in when I saw Cardinals versus Titans, I expected offense all around the board, all across the board. But Arizona's defense just dominated from beginning to end. Literally the first drive of the game for the Titans. Exactly. Fumble touchdown for Arizona. That doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, was just, it was just bad, man. It was just bad for Tennessee. And hopefully this doesn't, you know, continue for them. I hope it's just, it was just a bad game. But wow. Yeah. Honestly, after that game, I know it's one game too, I think. I think if the too early to tell prediction, I think it'd be Philly. It, it'd be Philly and uh, the Cardinals. Yeah, the only two teams with lone wins in, in the. Well, I might be wrong. I'm, no, I'm talking, but I'm talking about the way they played. It would oh yeah, be yeah. Philly, it would be Philly and the Cardinals in the the, the NFC Championship game if the season oh. ended today. Exactly. I mean, it's probably going to be a good game on both both sides, both on the defensive end. I can tell you that much for a fact. We had our defense, our defense, and Arizona's defense were locked so locked down. Literally, literally, the Arizona defense was slightly worse, but not much worse. No, giving up what two touchdowns and a missed field goal. Yeah, that's it. That's all they gave um, up. And like. We gave up two two field goals. Like, I mean. But that's why I said, you know, Arizona's defense was a, a bit worse. But, um, yeah, uh, Kyler Murray went 21 for uh, 32, four touchdowns and one pick. And Ryan Tannehill, 21 for 35, one touchdown and one pick. Like, wow, bro. Yeah, this is not the Tannehill that I didn't know when he got – when he's rejuvenated square last year with the Titans, like this is not from what I I can see. It wasn't it wasn't the Tannehill in Miami either because Tannehill followed out they, Miami. They, yeah, he did. And then he goes gets traded to uh, Tennessee and balls out there today. I don't sudden, know what the hell happened. I just they just laid a egg. It just it's like oof, like. He's capable of more shit. I think the problem exactly. is, I think the problem with him was that the front seven was too dominant, or the front seven for uh, the defense for yeah. Arizona was just too dominant, and that O line was just piss poor. Um. Next up, we've got the 49ers going against. The Detroit Lions, and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you this: it does not matter in Detroit what quarterback you have when you don't have a goddamn O line. Exactly, it doesn't matter because that team's still rebuilding, as as what it seems like forever for the, the the Detroit Lions. You literally, you literally traded Matthew Stafford, who is pretty decent. With you guys, yeah, he had a bad year last year, but that was a part for your shitty O line. This year, week one, 
Jared Goff, ball, Jared Goff balls out. Still had a shitty O line. Still lost the game. So yeah. tell me. So tell me. Was the quarterback really the problem? No. No, it's your O line. It is your offensive line and your terrible defense. Hell, they, they, they literally had like a what twenty some point lead going into half, and then they just slowly started coming back. Yeah, which I'll give I'll give Jared Goff and the Lions credit there. Yeah, and then you you would think if the, if they did, you know, even though they almost they overcame a twenty five point lead, and then they come out and won that game. The old 49ers fans were not are not going to hear the end of it because it's like they're not going to hear the yeah. end of it, even though they want it. But the thing is, exactly. the thing is, them trying to come back would have been avoided if they had an O line. They've got receivers. Exactly. You got Kenny Galladay. Gall- I, I thought he was with the Giants. No, Kenny Galladay was. Is he with the Giants? I thought he was still with the. the he line. got traded to the Giants. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, but you still have other, you know, good receivers and stuff. You you, you still got a good running back. You, I mean, you Jared Goff. That speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> but the problem is, you have no all O line and you have no defense, and you did nothing for the past five seasons to rectify to fix it. And exactly, and I feel like the and I think the ownership is ineptitude over there. And the, like you said, most of the Detroit sports have ineptitude, inept ownership. Oh my god! Especially, especially the damn G- Detroit Lions. I'm just saying. And the just fact, saying. And I know this is not, not going to be. I mean, I mean, it's going to be relative relevant to the Giant or not the Giants, but the Lions. But you're the ones. You guys are the reason why that you you lost you. Uh, Calvin Johnson lost the game of football because of that. Think about it. He drove away when your best, your Hall of Fame receiver, and Leo basically lost his love of, of the game of the football because, you, you know, you guys. But I think I think a part of that was, too, he was going through a lot of injuries, too. True. It's not just that. But the thing is, but the thing is, you drove away your best goddamn receiver, and now you drove away your best damn quarterback. Quarterback. Even though you got a good quarterback in return, you're probably going to drive that dude away too. Exactly. It's just like it's like Detroit. It should just like label Detroit, the city, the city that lets you know professional athletes' careers die. Basically, all I've got to say is I feel bad for Detroit fans. Feel bad. I mean, I really do. I mean, like you can't, you can't, you can't just sit there and watch a Detroit game and not feel bad. Like it's just, it's just uh, it's a shame. It's a it's a it's a shame because like they have some solid players on that team, but they got to fit. You know the fact that he's like you said, you know five seasons to rectify that O line. Um, yeah, look, I know you got guys Panay Sewell, but they, that's that ain't cutting it. You know, getting Panay Sewell ain't cutting it with you guys. Ooh, you know? wow, you got one player. Whoop you do. Like you, like these other teams, like who got decent draft picks, you know, this year. Actually got actually gotten a lot better. Detroit, not so much. Yeah, it's all line wise though. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad, bro. But um Jimmy Garoppolo would throw would go 17 of 25, 314 yards, and one touchdown. Elijah Mitchell, which is the 
um, running back for him. 19 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown. Those stat lines itself tell you how bad Detroit's defense is. Defenses exactly, and not to mention Jimmy G got pulled for uh, and yeah, she pulled uh, pulled Jimmy G to play in order to play Trey Lance. No, they they sprinkled him in. He didn't get pulled outright. He, they just sprinkled him in for a few plays. Okay, I thought I thought I, I thought I, I thought Jimmy G got pulled. No, I he got. They I, didn't, I didn't see that. He basically shared the game, shared the rock a bit. Um, but even then, you have Trey Lance out here balling out too. For a few plays because of the defense. And he's a rookie. Exactly. The fact like, that it's the guy who's supposed to replace Jimmy G because, you know, because, you know, they're they're trying to change, trade Jimmy G somewhere because they want to trade Lance. But obviously, all Jimmy G says, look, I'm here to stay, motherfuckers, basically. All I've got to say is that I am excited to play them because I know we're going to have a field day. Oh, for sure. We're going to have a – the Eagles are going to have a freaking field day. Because we have them on the schedule. We're going to yeah. have a field day tonight. That's how bad they are. And not to mention they lost their great, their great, some of their good running backs to injury. You know, Monster – I think he tore his ACL. I think he might be – or so I don't know what injury it is, but he's out for 68 weeks. So yeah, that's gonna bad. that's that's a huge blow to that to that running you back. Have a bad defense, a bad O line. Your running backs are hurt. Like, I, come on, man! How, you're supposed to be the. How inept can you be? Like not to mention you were in the Super Bowl last year too. What? Who yeah, won the Super Bowl last year? Uh, Kansas City then. Yeah. The 49ers didn't fuck it up. Who knows that the you know 49ers could have had their sixth. But unfortunately, Kansas City came out on top. No, no, sorry. Like, no, that was like two years ago, though. Because remember, 49ers imploded last year. Oh, that's right. And they then Tampa again. Before that. That was in 2020. Not 20. Or no, it was in 2019. And then they went the Super Bowl early 2020. But the thing is, the 49ers are dealing with injury too. I mean, like, I mean, that's kind of part of the game of football, but and these are huge blows to the 49ers, too. Not to mention, you know, they're, like you said, the old, their O line is bad, their D line is bad, their their running backs are hurt. Like, no, that, that's the Lions, not the not uh, the 49ers. I, you, 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 you're really confusing me here, bro. Really? I literally just sat here and said the Lions. Have a bad O line. The Lions have a bad defense. The Lions have no running backs because <laughs> they're all hurt. And not to bet. Let's just say, you would think you know they would at least have it. You know, you know at least you know have a change in ownership. But I don't think that's going to happen for a long time until their owner. You know, I mean, th- their owner is super old. Like, at this point, like you would think, you know, despite you know Detroit being the motor motor capital of the world. Not the fact, you know, you have an owner who doesn't want to fucking do anything about it, you know, to rectify both sides of the of the football. Yet, but yet you had you got one generational lineman, but you you're not seeing the bigger picture where you need to address that, like quickly. Here's the thing. You like I said, the Lions had so much time to rectify everything. 
got an O-line, got a defense. Oh, cool. You got you got pieces for uh, Matthew Stafford. They could have been something after five years. But it's been five exactly. years and nothing's changed. And not to mention your top cornerback, Jeff Okuda, is going to be out. So your secondary oh. is going to be crap. God, man, it, it's just bad. It's bad. But um, moving on here, oh, Jared Goff, though. He bought – I mean, as much as – 38 for 57 with 338 yards, three touchdowns and one pick. He still has some good numbers despite having a bad O-line and getting sacked a few times. Exactly. Like it's like you and like you said, like the quarterback ain't the goddamn problem. Quarterback is not the damn problem. Yeah, exactly. The problem is the goddamn O-line. Fix that. You'd probably be even more competent. Yeah, but at this point, I mean, I don't know. Anyway. Um, moving on to the Vikings and uh, Bengals. Now, this one was a game. That was a great game. A game, bro. And you know what? People like to give Kirk Cousins a lot of shit. Oh, I mean, he, right. he loses a lot of games. He's well, been on teams. He's been on teams that were horrible. Redskins, they were horrible. And not to mention you. And- horrible. Like, it's ridiculous. Then you have freaking Joe Burrow connecting for George Jamar Chase for a 50-yard bomb for, his, for Jamar Chase's first touchdown of his young career. Uh, good job Which, to Jamar Chase on getting that touchdown. It started off for them, and then it it started off – they were going back and forth the entire game. Like, um, and then it went into overtime. Um, it, it was very crucial because uh, the Vikings got the ball first. They didn't do anything with it. By that, and that, and this is why I think I'll give. This is why I'll give credit to uh, the Bengals, despite you know their ownership is bad, but they know how to take advantage of sometimes other opponents' mistakes. And the fact that you know the thing is, the thing is, Rob. The thing is, Rob. The ownership is not that bad. Not as it used to be. Not anymore. I think they kind of gotten. They got a good GM, Dr. Joe Burrow. I think what they need to do was get a few O-line pieces, and they did that. Get, exactly. get, another, get another receiver. They did that. I think they'll be competent this year. I mean, who knows, man? If they can go – I know this is going to be too early to tell, but I think if they can do that, I mean, at least – I think, like you said, they can be competent, but I think they can be potential contenders, you know, say in the next couple of years, if they can, you know, at least get more, you know, more depth pieces. Yeah, just keep building off of it. Keep building off the success here. Um, get a, get some wins under your belt, make the playoffs. If you don't win, that's fine. Just build off of that. You'll be exactly. good after a few years. Um, but uh, Cousins went thirty six for forty nine, three hundred fifty one yards and a touchdown. Joe Burrow went twenty for twenty seven, two hundred sixty one yards and two touchdowns. And Joe Mixon, your boy, went off. Dude, he went off. And he helped he me went, a lot in my he, fantasy. He had 29 carries, 127 yards, and a touchdown. That's a, that's a game right there for him. Dude, that, that's a great day for Joe Mixon. And, for you know, sure. and, and Joe Burrow looked great, too. And I, I guess I'll say this. Joe Burrow looks phenomenal. Even after even 11 last, years. Yes, especially last year, you know. 
despite, you know, having that ACL injury or I think yeah. it, his knee injury. But the fact that he comes back the year, this season and balls out the way that he did, I mean, this is there's, – there's really – I think uh, Cincinnati did a pretty good job of getting their, their franchise quarterback. Cincinnati – I kind of I kind of I kind of saw it with him with Joe Burrow when he was in the national championship game like the year he was drafted. I, I when I saw him play, I'm like, he's got that poise, he's got that touch with his arm. He could be an NFL quarterback. And to see him now succeeding the way he is, I was right. Exactly. And now you're having his bet his bet his best buddy Jamar Chase on your wide receiving roster. Makes it. It's probably going to be. That's going to be another dynamic quarterback receiver duo as well in the in this in the NFL. This is what they were talking about in the offseason. They had like two side by sides. You had Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, and you had uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. They said those two are going to. Those four are going to be a dynamic. The two dynamic duos. And look what's happening. First game, exactly. they, they put up a tremendous amount of numbers. Mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Um, but I feel like um, he has that ability, the ability to not be scared after a leg injury, unlike some quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I'm going to segue it into the next game because that's the game we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Indianapolis. Versus Seattle. What? What the hell? And again, Seattle is always going to be good with Russell Wilson. All I've got to say, all I've got to say is Wentz really was the problem in Philly. Exactly. And not to mention, he he fumbled it on a quarterback sneak. Like, how the fuck do you do that? How the hell do you fumble the ball on a quarterback sneak? Oh, my God. Like, that's like, God. And now you know what? I know he's on, I know he's on a team that, I don't really care for, but he's still pissing me off. <laughs> like you know, how, that's how that's how bad Carson Wentz is going to be. Well, he, after his injury, his career is dead. That's all I got to say. I mean, exactly. He's not. I say give him like another couple of years, but I don't think he's going to last that long. Give him one or two. Give him one or two seasons. He's out of league. Calling it right now. Calling it right now. One or two seasons. He's out of league. And I bet yeah. you, and I bet you, and I bet you, Indianapolis fans are going to make the same excuses we were when he was in. Well, I well saw we one. don't have an O line, but we don't have receivers. But you guys, were, the Colts are stacked at, at their O. Their O line is solid. They're solid, yes. But you got they got a great receiver. You got Wentz in the second. The first half he was fine. It's exactly. that second half, just like last year in Philly. Just collapses in the second half. Collapses in the second damn half. Holds on to the ball for way too damn long. Waits for the damn pocket. Waits for the damn pocket to collapse. Doesn't even run. Gets hit. I don't know. He gets hit once, fumbles the ball. Like that quarterback sneak, like you said. And not to mention, and that's just, I think this is why I think Russell Wilson is probably going What, bud? Yo. Um, you there? 
Oh, I'm here. Oh, shit. What happened? Oh, I, I think I, I got cut out for a bit. But yeah, like I was saying... Um, that was it. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. But yeah, like I was no, saying... The, no, technical, the, the technical difficulties is all right. What, you, what were you saying before you got really interrupted by your damn devices? Yeah, so like I was saying, you know, the fact that, like... I'm, my mind so fucking hurts. I, I, like you said, he collapses in the second half. He fucking fumbles it on a quarterback sneak, but he should not, that should not be possible. It like, shouldn't be. And, you know, the, he waits for the pockets to collapse. And I feel like, and that's the thing, too. I think after you get hit in the head, I feel like his reaction time is just gone. It, it is yeah, gone. Yeah, his reaction time is gone. He doesn't run like he's supposed to. He fumbles the damn ball on a quarterback damn sneak. And then you have Russell Wilson, probably one of the, one of my favorite quarter of the favorite quarterbacks. He makes the those Colts pay for, for their mistakes. He does. Two, plus, look, for, look what he went against Philly last year. Exactly. It away because of wins. And that's the thing too. The entire locket went off. You know, over two fifty plus yard touchdowns in that game alone. Um, the the problem here's the two problems. With Indianapolis. Went to sorry ass and their defense. That's all guys. Exactly. The play is fine. The receivers are fine. It's Wentz and the defense. Too many problems. Uh, I'm gonna call this right now because it's like say I say after I say after week three, you're gonna have, I'm gonna hear uh Colts fans are gonna go are gonna complain about Wentz. I say after week two or three, they're gonna start complaining about it. Just like we did. Or, After week two, or unless, three, trade Wentz, uh, give Hurts the start, or they're going to say, oh, give our backup the start. Because Wentz ain't coming. Or unless, hypothetically, if Frank Reich can f- figure out the mind of Wentz, maybe that could be a whole different story, but that's a hypothetical in that in this case. And that's the sad part. You're, he wanted to go back to Frank Reich because he thought he'd be more comfortable with Frank Reich as his offense, as his coach. Nope. Exactly. Still trash. Still trash. And I think, actually, and that's the thing, too, is that I think when he put on weight uh, after he got hurt, I think that's what also cut his mobility away from him. Because, you know, and not to mention, you know, obviously the concussion, you know, slow, you know got de- depleted his reaction time. So, Putting on, put you know his his injury, you know the the amount of weight he put on, and having that concussion is really what I think is it just basically killed his career. And 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 my dad, we were talking earlier. He made a good point. He's kind of like another Jameis Winston. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I, you know what? That's a very good point. He is another because... Jameis Winston because look, Jameis Winston had a competent team. He sucked. They get Tom Brady. They're champions. Watch, he'll get traded from freaking Indy. They'll get a competent quarterback and they'll win the damn thing. I mean, this is just what, he's I, don't, a, I I don't know anymore about Wentz. That's what Wentz. That's what Wentz turned into. He turned into a goddamn Jameis Winston, where he got too cocky and that, and showing his play, and he's too cocky. And in, and this is why I think some quarter and you know quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts on the other hand. You know, I don't want to. I mean, I was like you said, I'm trying to be unbiased, but I'm trying to make the point. I'm going to say, say some. If you take someone like Jalen Hurts, whose work ethic is just an exceptional work ethic and the strength. Here's here's the thing, Rob. That's not being biased. 
That's tying into the freaking problem right there. Well, I'm just saying. When's last year year starting quarterback for Philly? Every damn time he got to the podium after games, he was cocky as shit. Didn't want to own up for his damn mistakes every damn week. Every week. Exactly. And then you got and then you have Jalen Hurts now with so much poise, so much confidence. Better, almost like veteran better better leadership. He to me, I think Jalen Hurts, I know he's a second year player, but he's he, he looks he the way he, he presents like- himself, he presents himself like a ten year veteran. Exactly. He has I feel and then, like I said, that's where the work ethic comes in. Like the fact that this yep. guy, I think it was like what six one, six two, and the fact that the strength that this guy has, and you know, like you said, the ment, the ment, uh, his poise, the cool and the calm, the calm collectiveness that he has, really shows that. that is like, look, um, if y'all gonna MF is gonna doubt me, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove you wrong. And look what he did. He proved him wrong. And and and, and look, that, you had Philly fans going. Oh, why did they trade Wentz? Why did they... and look? I was like that too. I was one of the ones that were tra- was trying to back Wentz all year last year. Yeah, I was I the did. same because I thought he. Had... I, then... I said, I said, look, the O line is bad. We didn't have any receivers. We didn't have receivers. Everybody was injured. Exactly. Look, look at this year. We have the same O line. We have the same receivers minus two minus a draft pick that we just got. Well, we we got younger and we got better in certain positions. We, got, we somehow overnight just with a quarterback change. And not Literally. that too, we also picked up a, a, a great cornerback in Stephen Nelson to help out Darius Slay on the outside. Oh, we basically have the same offense. Exactly, Devontae Smith, who we just got. Rager's still there. The whole there, except for um, Jason Peters, who went to the Bears, and he sucks for the Bears. We'll get to that later in the show. That's like, (laughs) God, I got a lot of stuff. He is trash. He is trash now. I know he's older, but he's trash now. Put it up already. Uh, We'll talk about that later. But yeah, like you said, like we got him better overnight with a quarterback change, and the fact that these Jalen Hurts has brought out the best and everybody else on the O line, it's it kind of shows us. I like, look, I guess maybe Wentz wasn't the answer, but I think I guess at one point I was very skeptical of the Hurts pick, but then again, now seeing it full hand this year, maybe I'm I'm actually going to eat my words about that because I was very skeptical at first. To me, I was like, look, last year. It was a small simple sample size. He did he was very erratic at times. Like most um, rookies should. Like most rookies should be. He was another uh Trevor Lawrence. That's gonna get yeah. better, but he was erratic in his first season. Which is fun. But he Exactly. But he also has some good moments too. The fact that he beat uh the New Orleans Saints, who had the number one defense in that league last year. Like what rookie beats a number a team with the number one defense in, in the league? Exactly. Like, and and the thing is, and 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 the problem with Wentz, he's he's you could tell by his demeanor, you could tell by his play. He's such a me quarterback. Oh, it's all me. Yeah, it's it's me. 
I'm the star here. I'm the quarterback. I'm the guy. Yeah, it's a selfish attitude. He's selfish. He's a selfish prick. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, this is coming from a. <laughs> it literally took me until yesterday's game to find. So, so you finally realized that. You're like, wow, he really was a selfish prick. He really was, and I bet you, after this season, if he goes in the year two, that team's going to turn on him. They probably hey, exactly. Are I know some probably would have had to turn their back. And, and the funny thing is he – and, you know, the question is like – I don't know what, what the question the, when the reporters asked. It's like, look, I'm going to have to go back and look at tapes. Like, I think it was like, hmm, where do, where do we hear that that statement before? Every oh, fucking oh, week from oh. – every damn week. Oh, that That's just makes me cringe just thinking about that. His response oh, is like, oh, no. I got to look at game tape. Oh, I, I, I promise I'll get better. And then the next week yeah. after he messes up, I don't care. Exactly, which is like, crazy what? to think about. But like, we take him. What's oh fuck? Where did we? I forgot we took. I, I forgot where we taken Wentz. But then again, I mean, Wentz at one point when we drafted him, I said, "Look, I think this kid's gonna be great." Obviously, twenty sixteen. We took him second second. Round, second overall, I should say. Second overall, yeah, first round pick or first round. Yeah, and the fact that yo. Know, yeah, 2016 was a bad year for the Eagles. And, you know, obviously it was just rookie season. Then 2017, I mean, obviously 2017. 2017, he went off. In 2018, he kind of regressed a little bit. But that was due to injury. Yeah. We understood that. And then next thing you but, know, he gets a helmet-to-helmet concussion and then some back problems. The fact that he put on significant um, amount of weight, which slowed his game down. Uh, I mean, you can – I mean, take it from our perspective. You – the thing is, 2019, he regressed a little bit more, but he did have that five-week stretch where he got us back into the playoffs. But then oh, yeah. 20, goddamn 20. Oof. What? God, it feels like that PTSD. Is when he just gave up. Like, and, and this is the thing, too. This is what I, this is what I think, too. Is like, if I'm the GM and the owner, and I see my quarterback quit on my team, you're getting your, you're getting, your ass just getting shipped out. Well, that's what, you like it that's exactly – that is exactly the mindset of what Howie Roseman and Jeffrey Lurie did. Like, look, you don't want to, you don't want to play for us because you, know, you don't want you don't want to play for us. You're gone. Exactly, and that's the thing. And look, I know, I know, I know. Howie Roseman gets the shit that he gets, but at the but at, during that time, I'll give him credit and Jeffrey Lurie too for actually stepping in, actually, you know, actually settling this issue because if this hasn't been settled. Who knows how how worse this team the Eagles are going to be? We could have had yet another four and eleven season. And honestly, if once was out there, week one for Philly this year, we ain't starting one and up. Exactly. There's no way in hell we're one starting one and up. And, and that's why that's why and you know that's just, that's kind of what, and for those who are our fellow listeners, like take it from our perspective. We we've seen it. We lived through it. You know, I mean, you, people got and you guys got to realize too. Like, unfortunately, once is not going to be a star quarterback like he was, you know, projected to be. But unfortunately, never came, came to be. But like I said, uh, I mean, we did it. I mean, we had. I mean, obviously, we had the balls to actually literally ship him out. And obviously, now we're paying the back end of it. Now we're of his of his, of his ridiculous contract. By the, might I add, and it's like what the oh. I, that was the problem too. Once we gave him that extension, 
First off, we fucked ourselves in the cap. Exactly. And we got even more cocky. And it was like, oh like, my god. I was like, please get him out of here. But now we free we, we shipped him out. We freed up cap. We got a, a cornerback, a few linebackers. We got at least like receivers. you know some necessary spots to fill. You know, just we like, got some we got some O linemen. We got some like backup O linemen to fill out the depth. I mean, we, we're good. Not to mention, only the only downside to the to it because now we're taking that thirty million dead cat dead cap hit as well this year. But positive news is we're going to have a lot more cat space by the time ne- I think next year. I think we're going to have like forty or fifty in cat space. If if I'm I might have to double check the numbers. If it's forty or fifty, but the thing is, we paid Wentz that much money. Yeah, exactly. Forty you know, and- just to suck? No, you're out. Yeah, you're done. But yeah, I mean, it's just like the fact that they're going to the Colt. I mean, I have a feeling the Colts fans are going to probably do the same. Like you said, they're going to do the same thing. I was like, look, we told you so. This is what you're going to get out of Wentz. I'm just saying. I'm hoping he is successful with this O-line because in the back of my mind, I still thought, yes, the O-line did suck. Yes, they got some pressure out of us because of this O-line. But then I saw his play in week one. My mind changed. Like, we already knew from the beginning like he was not the answer here in Philly. Because, you know, and this is the thing, too, and um, like the fact that you said, look, we all, we all knew he had a selfish attitude. Like, that's not the way, you know, the Eagles want. Like, if you – like, this is by – that's no, so so all about me, me, me. And then again, you got yeah, We want a guy who is a team player, who is a field general, who can throw the rock around, who can. And it's very balanced with. That's a very balanced quarterback. That's that's what we want. And we got that now. But Exactly. But Indianapolis shot themselves in the dam. In the foot. No pun intended because it's like, because. Even before the season started, Wentz got hurt. I was like, oh, uh, here we – it's like, well, at least Wentz ain't our prop in it much more, longer than it has to be. Honestly, like you said, I bet you amount of money indie fans are hoping that Wentz was still hurt. Oh, you bet. I, I mean, I would take that bet. but I would have. I, I, I would take that bet all day too, bro. I bet you indie fans were begging for Wentz to still be hurt after that game yesterday. I know. I know. There's going to be a handful that says that. No, you got to get him out of here. Out mm-hmm. of here. especially because you never because you got to think too. Most fan bases can be split. You know, I mean, doesn't matter what team you are or how bad like, your quarterback look, is. Like, look at. But the thing is, Philly fans make me freaking laugh when it comes to once. Now, like after week oh, yeah. one, oh, oh, Indy doesn't have an O line. Yeah, the hell they do. Uh, exactly. They have no line, and Wentz still fucked up. Yeah, it, it fucked up on like, the most simple plays like, that you could probably draw up, but the fact that he fumbled it, like, that really, that's probably going to hurt my brain for, like, the next couple of days. Like, how the hell do you, like, how the fuck do you freaking fumble on a quarterback sneak? Like, how is that possible? Too, man. I got a headache about, like, look, just run up the damn middle and protect the damn rock. Exactly, like just tuck it in. That's all you gotta do. There's the ball on the ground. Oh, somebody get it. 
I don't know. Moving on from that. Uh, because we're already pissed again, <laughs> even though he's with Indianapolis, not with us anymore. Um, yeah. next up, we have the LA Chargers versus Washington. The Chargers almost blew this one. Yeah, oh my That's god, true. I was scared shitless. I'm like, yo, Chargers do not blow it, do not blow it. Like, Please don't. Uh, because this is, like, the Washington football team should be an easy team to beat. Obviously, they got a rookie quarterback out there. They got spots they still need to fill. And Fitzpatrick has just landed on the IR with a hip injury. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get the craze over Fitzpatrick. I really don't. I don't get. The, I don't. I don't get the craze. I don't get the craze. Oh my God, Fitzmagic! He ain't that magical. Get real. He's not. Like he's like you got to think, dude. I mean, at some point, he's got to think, look at himself in the mirrors. I was like, how much longer can I keep going? Because Taylor Heineke, as much as you know, I hate the football team. He's very, he's a pretty he's a pretty solid quarterback, you know, for that team. Uh, you're, you went out again. Oh, I did. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So I was, I you know, as I said, I, well, before that little cutout, um, I said, you know. Fitz had to look at himself. Should look at himself in the mirror. And said, "Look, how much longer can I keep going?" Because think about it, he's been in the league for way for far too long for us to to count. And then you have Taylor Heineke, who's coming. I think into I think it's the second season. Um, after leading the oh, you okay? Don't want to die die in the no, middle of the episode. No, it was just it was just me drinking drinking. It went down the wrong. But yeah, I mean, I th- I think if you're going to have a, a solid quarterback for the, I mean, as much as the like the Washington football team, the way they run things over there, I think Taylor Heineke is, is a good start to ha- you know to build around because I think he's he's, a, he's a pretty good. He's better Fitzpatrick. He's exactly, he's he's a young quarterback. He's got a great arm. The thing, the thing, the thing I don't get with Fitzpatrick. People call him, oh, he's one of the best. Backup quarterback of all? No, the hell he's not. No, because he hasn't been. Not my God. He gives you one. He he's the best journeyman quarterback in the game. No, no, not even by a long shot. He gives you one good season, gets signed, and he plays like shit. Then he goes to goes to another team, has a good year, plays like shit. And you see right here, he is inconsistent. He is not that good. I mean, I'm surprised he's still in this in this in this league as long as he has been. I, you know, the fact... he, I don't even know how he got past year five. Just saying. Exactly. I think from year five after year five, so like, I was like, okay, this guy's probably. I say this is gonna gonna call it quits very soon. Nope, that wasn't the case. Because like, what? And like to hype the guy up. And they keep his, they keep him in the limelight. They keep, and that basically boosts him up for signings and for other shit. And I don't think he's almost forty years old. By the he's like he's been in the league since what two since two thousand and five. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um, but, uh, 
I I like like I'm not gonna I'm not, I'm gonna be unbiased here. I really like that quarterback for Washington. I yeah, like I, 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 as not to mention, freaking, but dude. the fact that in fact he actually brought it, he actually actually helped <clears throat> the Washington football team get into the playoffs too as their starting quarterback. Yeah, with a with a really bad record, but he got him there. <laughs> hey, look, that's all that matters. Despite the fact that last year was, we were the worst division in NFL history, and he kept and he kept the team in it in the playoffs. That the team that they went against should have blown them out. No, he kept exactly. them in it. Exactly. That right there is what a quarterback should be, and Taylor Heineke is it for the, the Washington, whatever the hell you want to call him. Yeah. So, and Justin Herbert, we already seen what he has. And he is a really good quarterback, too. Mm-hmm. He went, so the stat line reads, Justin Herbert goes 31 for 47, 337 yards, one. Oh, hang on. I think it cut out a little really bit. Good, really good game. I'm not going to complain about it. Um, nah. Even though then, the Bears charges to blow it. Oh, my God. Yeah, the Chargers, you got you to gotta stop with the blowing games bit. You know, you got a good quarterback. Don't ruin it for him. Don't, don't, don't ruin him. Make the exactly. playoffs. Play hard. Make the playoffs. Take that step that step forward that you want to take the step forward after drafting that quarterback. Do that. Don't don't try to blow games, please, and scare fans. Um, exactly. for like Chargers fans' sake. Um. Next up on the docket, we have the Jets versus the Panthers. The Panthers edge out the win, nineteen to fourteen. I'm surprised that game was close. That it should have been. Honestly, I think I think the, the the part of it was Zach Wilson's really good, but we but the the real story is we saw the real Sam Darnold. Yeah, night. and what he could have we been. Saw the real Darnold, the guy that the Jets drafted. We saw year one Darnold. We didn't see exactly Darnold where he was running for his life throwing picks because the the pressure was in his face. We saw Darnold that we saw his rookie season. Exactly. And people are like, oh, Sam Darnold's a bad quarterback. He, no. Well, he played for a bad team. He played for a shitty team. And a shitty coach. Who, honestly, I'm glad he's not there anymore. Yeah, now Zach Wilson under Robert Saleh. And we got to see how that's going to, how well that's going to work out for them. Honestly, I don't think it's, I mean, it's working okay. But it's not working as well. Because the O line. Oh, I think I think it got out. Sorry, it's gonna connect. Um. Okay. But yeah, it, I feel like if the management doesn't do anything to fix that line, give it until like year. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. 
I think you cut out again. No, I didn't cut out. Are you dead? I'm, I'm still thought, in here. I thought you did. Um, but Sam Darnold, like I said, played his best football in a few years. And I feel exactly. like the Panthers saved him. The Panthers saved him. Saved his damn career. Oh, for sure. Saved his damn career. I feel like him in Carolina would thrive. And it is thriving so far. Him as a oh, Jet, yeah. that was not going to work out. No, that was, it was not fun to watch him, you know, just running for his life, throwing picks like it's no like no tomorrow. Guy, you literally have like five guys in his face. He's running backwards and he's like throwing off his back foot and getting picked off every time. If you look exactly. at exactly if you look at all his picks last season, every one of them was him running for his life. Exactly. Trying to get out of this pressure. But with Sam Donald in Carolina. Carolina's got a good damn line. Exactly. And it's probably, it's got a good coaching staff over there as well. Finally actually brought out what Sam Donald could have been if the Jets were, were what? Well, but I'm not saying, you know, the, the Carolina Panthers, like you said, had a good has a good line uh, O line. And not to mention they also have a good coaching staff. Plus, the coaching staff actually is doing a pretty good job of, you know, actually bringing out what Donald could have been if the Jets if the Jets were not inept mm-hmm. enough to, to fix yeah. the problem. Yeah. Got a proper coaching staff. And and plus he can do a lot of play action because he got a good running back behind him and Christian McCaffrey. Oh definitely. So you can do a lot of play action stuff because you know it's gonna be wide open all day with the re- receivers that they have and they're really good receivers. And honestly I'm gonna make an early prediction again. Panthers are making the playoffs. I think I think I think they are gonna be a playoff team. They're going to be a playoff. I think Stan Darrell is going to get is going to get better from here on out. Despite, yeah, look, I get it. It's week one. You know, there's going to be a lot of kinks to get out. But in Stan Darrell's case, you know, I think he's going to get get going to get much better. And who knows how how great he's going to be? It's and not I, too early. Yeah, I know. It's too, yeah, it's too early to tell. But I think, I really think Sam Darrell needs to go to the GM to the owner of the Carolina Panthers and say, thank you for saving my career. Cause they did. I think, I think so. If he can play even a lot better, I don't see a doubt. He could be a pro bowler in this league. For sure. I know when Sam Donald got drafted and I saw him in his first year, I was shocked. He wasn't even in the pro bowl. Yeah, exactly. And now he's putting up these numbers that he like should have been, like, like we said, should have been putting them up in New York. And then again, the Jets can't do anything right, unfortunately. No, franchise not in their franchise history, not that I can remember. Oh boy, they really have not been to the Super Bowl since the 1960s. Exactly, when he had Joe Namath in Super Bowl three, that was it, and he wasn't even a great quarterback. He was he was an okay quarterback during that time, but the fact that you haven't had oh, he was. If you look at his career numbers, he's thrown more interceptions than he did touchdowns. He was not that good. But the he fact got, that he, he got lucky one year. I mean, true, but I just got to think, too, is like, you you went through, like, uh, the one Jed that comes to mind is Mark Sanchez and that butt fumble, which I know that's become a, a that was a meme back way back in the day before memes were even popular. I and cannot, they, like, if you look, no, it was in 2012 
And I could not think every time you turn around after that game, there was a meme on the internet about it. And not to mention you brought Brad Favre, and, and the worst move they ever did was brought bringing Brad Favre out of, out of retirement. Uh, I mean, it wasn't really the worst move because they made. I think they made it to the NFC Championship again. The worst move that they did was trade him to Minnesota. And I think I think he had just. No, no, I think Minnesota traded. No, wait a minute. No, it was he went to the Jets first, then he went to Minnesota. And I think he and he balled out there in Minnesota. He went to the NFC Championship, then fucked up, but then he went to the NFC. He was in the NFC Championship again. And I think he, I think he made it to the divisional round with the Jets. But then he kind of you know was fucking up in the playoffs. With their own pick in the playoffs. But the thing is, you fuck you messed up by trading Favre for nobody. Exactly. And then now then you sucked for a few years. Then you drafted Smith that (laughs) that didn't work out. Then you got then you got a washed up Michael Vick. That didn't work out. That was that that was just horrendous. Then you get Sam Donald. Didn't help him one bit. He got worse because of a freaking O-line situation. Drove him out of town. And he's and now here we are, 2021, and he's thriving in North Carolina and, and for the Panthers. Yeah, he's thriving in Charlotte, North Carolina right now for the damn Panthers. That could yeah. have been you, New York. Yeah. That could have been this you. Is, this is your doing. This That's is your fault. I mean, it's a shame because I've always like I was like Sam Darnold was as a college player, but the fact that the Jets ruined him after his first I mean he was pretty good his first year, but as, as soon as year two went in, we I had a feeling like, oh, this is they're gonna fuck him up. Cause I, if, I, if you know the track, track gradual. Like we knew it because we knew the Jets track track record of their quarterbacks in, in part that part of New York. I think the problem the only problem that was the quarterback's fault was Mark Sanchez. Yeah. That was the only instance where it was the quarterback's fault because he kind of got complacent. He said, all right, I made the two NFC championship games. Now I can suck for the rest of my career. And he did. He sucked for the rest of his career. New York, Philly, wherever else he was at. (laughs) God. I don't even want to talk about his time in Philly. but No. I don't, but um, next up on the docket, though, brother, we've got the Broncos and the Giants. Oh, before we get into that, I'll give you a little backstory to this because I was because me like and the other Eagles fan, or other like football fans, we were trolling the living crap out of the Giants because of just how bad they really are. I mean, we all know how bad they are, but the fact that here's they, the problem. Here's the problem that um the Giants have. Daniel Jones does not know how to hold on to the goddamn football. Uh, no, 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 no. He doesn't. Hold on. Daniel Jones does not know how to hold on to the ball when he's fucking scrambling. Like, are you kidding me? I, I, I mean, are you exactly? And not to mention, and you know, to get a little bit of context about that, because 
uh, there was a couple of people who who are big football fanatics, and you know, and like they'll try to back all this up, like saying, you know, Dylan Jones is better than Jalen Hurts. Like, are you serious at this point? Like, have you do you have any idea what team that Daniel Jones is playing for? The Giants have been so incompetent for the level of the last what? Handful. Of, it's it, look at the whole NFL fan base. They all hate Philly. Every single one of them. Man, I mean. Look at 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 NFL fans. Look at analysts. Vegas. Going into Week One, all picked against us. But as, ever since and you know, I know going back to the Eagles game. Now you're seeing analysts actually going going in favor for us because obviously Skip Skip Bayless, huge Cowboys fan. You know, said a lot of good things about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Colin which Cowherd, you, which is which is shocking, but Colin Cowherd, I don't mind him because he's the only like analyst that was really back in the class. He backed us last season. He's probably going to back us again this year. Exactly, but the from fact twenty seven that... from twenty seventeen to now, Colin Cowherd has been the biggest belief, which is surprising to say. But and look, it helped a really fan of his fixtures, and it's mainly because of Ben Simmons. Which half the shit he mm. said about Ben Simmons was right. True, but I mean that's going to be a whole, like a whole nother thing too. But yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll probably talk about that on your podcast. This is a football podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but let's. I mean, obviously, you know, Don, Denver came up with the win, but Melvin oh. Gordon though. Hold on, I'm, I'm getting to that. You're, you're jumping the gun on me. My bad. <laughs> Bridgewater got the start over Drew Locke, which apparently every Bronco fan pissed all over on. I mean, they, they weren't happy about it. But if you, you got to look at last year, Drew Locke wasn't that good. Drew Locke sucked. Drew Locke was exactly. The most and that's the why he was the most inaccurate quarterback. And Terry Bridgewater, he may be never. He's not great, but he can still give you. He can still produce. You know he's not he's not going to be a great quarterback, but he's an an okay quarterback to have because you really don't have a solid quarterback because Drew Logging is, you know, I feel like really just, for him to draft a proper quarterback. Exactly, he's that bridge. He was the bridge for uh, the Vikings. He he. It was, um, Unfortunately, was the bridge for the Jets, and now it's going to be the probably be the bridge for the Broncos. I mean, as a, as a set piece for a year, you make the playoffs, and you can draft exactly. Like, come on, um, he went twenty-eight for thirty-six, two hundred sixty-four yards, and two touchdowns. Melvin Gordon had eleven carries for hundred one yards and a touchdown. The thing that's the thing I feel like Melvin Gordon, man, like you know, as much as bad the Giants' defense is, I just like I mean, I still appreciate I still appreciate how good Melvin Gordon is. You know, I think he was a still a still always a good solid solid running back for any team to have. But the fact yeah. that he has that put put up his numbers in this, I think what was for, in his first year with Denver. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you guys got a good solid running back, and you got a guy. But like you said, you know, all they need is a set 
obviously Bridgewater's a set piece for a proper quarterback. Yeah. I think if you can do the, do the right thing and actually get the proper quarterback, who knows how good this team's going to be? I have problem with Broncos. Broncos fans. I'm going to need you to listen to this. I'm listening. Bron- I'm talking about Broncos fans. I know you're listening. But, uh, oh, I'm all ears for this. Broncos fans. Drew Locke is not that good. <laughs> He's really not. With Drew Locke. Drew Locke is the most inaccurate quarterback in the league. He's basically he, he he doesn't own up to his mistakes at the time. He exactly. Pr- he prances around. He dances a lot. Oh, I threw, I threw a touchdown! Woohoo! The next play, throwing a pick. Like, come on. Wait, and let's think to like. I mean. Don't get me wrong. I mean, Denver's got some great pieces in in certain positions, but especially their secondary they is. Have the same elite defense from twenty fifteen. Exactly. They like, they have not missed a step. Now you have Patrick Sertin as one of your cor- your cornerbacks. Like you're just like you literally. I mean, yeah, you had to get uh get rid of Chris Harris for him, but Patrick Sertin's basically the same dude. Exactly. You got one of the same player. Like it's. And now, all you need now is a proper quarterback. Drew Locke ain't it, and Terry Bridgewater is only, like you said, it's only a set piece. But if you can do get the proper quarterback, it's literally all they needed. Like right after, like, like how do you? And the funny thing is, I had the Broncos taking Justin Fields, and that completely screwed up my mock draft. And for that, I was like, God damn it! Because what? Because now, damn Bears. <laughs> yep. Um, because but, the thing the thing is though, if they had Justin Fields, they would be a good corner. They would be in a good situation. But no, they, they said, you know what, we're gonna stay with Drew Locke. And that's really come and that really bit him in the ass last year. But now bringing in Teddy Bridgewater, the fact that he actually, you know, came in. At, hold, hold up. What, Mom? I'm on a podcast with my buddy Tyler. Why? I don't know, Mom. We're we're almost we're getting finished up. Sorry about that, guys. I had to take a little bit of urgent business. But yeah, well, like I was saying. What happened? Like I was, I had a do urgent. Something came up, but I, I'm back now. It was like a small thing. Oh, but yeah, like um, Drew Lock ain't it. Yeah, Drew Lock's not it in Denver. And 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 another thing too about the Giant situation, ain't no Jones ain't it either. Exactly. We're going in. Not this ain't year one. This ain't year two. This is year three. He got drafted in 2019. Yeah, year three with this guy, and he's been basically the same guy making rookie mistakes for the last three seasons. And that's embarrassing. That 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 should tell you, this guy's not it. There's no improvement. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's 
That's just, I don't know. Um, Miami versus uh, New England, however, was a pretty damn good game with a, with two good quarterbacks. Oh, definitely. Um, the Dolphins touched by seventeen to sixteen. Um, Tua Tagovailoa went sixteen for twenty-seven, two hundred two yards, one touchdown, and one pick. Mac Jones with twenty-nine for thirty-nine, two hundred eighty-one yards, and a touchdown. Wow. I've got to say this. I had I had hum- I had tr- and I'll be I'll be I'll I'm, going, ahead. I'm really going to say this. Bill Belichick is that rare guy who can coach and be a good GM. No one else yeah, is exactly. ever going to replicate it. And not to mention, too, like I had doubts about Mac Jones. It's like, oh, I say like, he's going to be I like fighting over. I had too because going in, he was he was rel- he was relatively he wasn't a sexy pick. No, he didn't but go. The fact to, that he put almost ooh, like you know the Trevor Lawrence's and the Justin Fields of the world. But the fact he almost put up 300 yards in his first NFL game. And he threw a touchdown. Like, and he had a really I, good completion. He had a really good completion percentage. Like, honestly, I guess we were both wrong about Mac Jones. And honestly, I'm putting my unbiased aside. I know I've hated uh, the Patriots for years. I am happy to be wrong. Exactly, because think about it this way: they weren't the, they weren't. I mean, they were okay at. I mean, they were not great with Tom. And that's the thing too. Like they, can, I don't know. Like there's something about Tom Brady that just held that team together. But ever since he left, which was a shocker, I think it was because, in part of that, he was a great team leader, and he knew how to keep everything together, keep everything in check. Yeah. Bill Belichick was that guy too to help. Keep everything together and keep everything in check. Um, but to talk about Mac, talk about Mac, Mac Jones more. He's the guy in I New England, exactly. And you know, playing one of the great, probably one of the greatest coaches of all time. I just, one I greatest, really, yeah, one yeah. of the great coaches ever, one of the greatest teams ever, one of the greatest dynasties ever. Um, Tua had a really good game too in his second year, but he did throw a pick. That's all right. yeah. Um, but, and, but a little fun fish football history. Now you have all three Alabama starters in the NFL together, all starting week one. Yep. But um, back to the game, though. Um, what made New England lose this game was the running back. The running back was trying to run up the gut, and he fumbled the ball weight. Oh, that would. If that it was wasn't, just... if it wasn't for that, if he, if he would have, you know, held onto the ball and got, say, like the five yards he was going for, the ten yards he could go for, it'd be in field goal range. Exactly on that play, and they probably would have kicked the field goal and won that game. That's that's what impresses me about, and and I and I was, you know, talking to my brother because he's a big New England fan, and I'm like, look, they're fine. It's week exactly. One. They only lost because of a crucial mistake. That's yeah, it. I mean, clean up that one mistake and you're winning the game. Exactly, and not to mention too, it's just like you know, people were like, like you said, you know, Mac Jones was not the best pick that New England had, but the fact that he, and I'll say this too, like despite it was a loss, but I feel like that was a win for Belichick to actually see, you know, what Mac Jones is capable of as a starting quarterback. And the way that I saw it, you know, despite 
know, New England uh, lose to Miami. Yeah, but the thing is, they they did put up a, a valiant fight. Um, Miami put up a valiant fight, which they won. To me, I found I found this game to be like a good old fashioned boxing match where two boxers are like duking it out, and one guy yeah. went for the knockout late in like round twelve. Um, but uh, Damian Harris for the uh, New England Patriots got a hundred yards rushing anyway, so it doesn't really hurt nah. them that much. But the but yeah, but they it just came down to that one crucial mistake. That costed New England the game. Which, which is the knockout um, blow. Which was the knockout blow. That was the knockout blow. They were duking it out, but that one that one unblocked shot knocked them out. Yeah, um, I mean. But, yeah, Tua had a great game. Mack had a great game. The running back had a great game for uh, Miami and New England. Um. Next up, we have the Chiefs versus the Browns. Eh. Uh, Browns choking. Eh. They had a 12-point lead. Wow. Oh, my God. A 12-point lead, and they blew. And the thing is, if you looked at the highlights, it was slowly going away. It was like, 12-point lead, up five, back to 12. Then it was like a four-point lead. Oh, nope, now it's two, a half. They were gradually choking this game away. They, like, no lead is saved with Andy Reid and the, and the Chiefs. No, no. You had them, you had the 49ers choke two years ago in the Super Bowl. Now you got the damn Browns choking in week one. And... It doesn't help either that your starting quarterback throws a pick. No. It doesn't help. It does not help. If if Mayfield played a bit better and was throwing touchdowns, they would have won that game. Um, Chubb did uh, do pretty decently. 83 yards rushing with two touchdowns. But that's the problem with the Browns. In this game, they were far too one-dimensional. Yeah, far too one-dimensional. Um, Cream Hunt also played, had six carries for three thirty-three yards and a touchdown. Um, Mahomes twenty-seven for thirty-six, three hundred and thirty-seven yards, three touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. That's the difference between Kansas City and the Browns. The Browns at times, at times, can be one-dimensional and lose games. The Chiefs, they can kill you at all fronts. Exactly. And not to mention passion. And then, yeah. Wait, any tool, any like any tool of the game of football, like the Chiefs are going to kill you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um. And then here's, and I'm going to rant about this next game: Packers versus the Saints. Oh, I was shitting on thirty-eight to goddamn three, New Orleans. And I, I, I was we, were, me, like other Eagles content creators, we were and other like sports fans, we were ranting about this too. It's just like I just feel like you know, Eric, I feel like Rogers kind of felt like he half-assed that performance. 
That's exactly what I was going to go with here. Um, Aaron Rodgers went 15 for 28, 133 yards, two interceptions. Winston, 44. And this is the big shocker here. The, uh, Jameis Winston balled out. I feel yeah. like Jameis Winston was saved by the Saints. He's an, he's another uh, a quarterback, quarterback that needed saving, and he got saved. But the thing, the thing is, though, Minus, you know, Winston's good play. And, you know, the Packers' piss-poor defense. The quarterback showing by Rodgers really pissed me off. Yeah. How the hell do you throw the freaking game like that? I have a feeling it's obvious. It's obvious because, like, because you you also got to think, too, like, he's also – Rodgers wants to try to get wants to try to get out, out of Green Bay as as quickly as possible. Countless freaking times in the offseason. and then he acted like, "Oh, everything is okay. I'm coming back for one final year." Yeah, he came back just to throw the damn season. Yeah, I don't care if it's one game, but come on, man! No, you made it very obvious that you're throwing the game. For your damn team, because you don't want to be there. Exactly. Um. But big ups to J- uh, Jameis Winston, though. I'll give him props. Yeah, yeah you. That was if you, just. If you look, if you look at um, the game itself and the way he played, but if you look at his like post game press conference, he's not as cocky as he was in Tampa Bay. No, because I think because you got to think too. Like Sean Payne is also one of the, despite being a smart head coach, but he also can get on your ass quickly. Yeah, he can he can, he can get on you like, oh look, we ain't cutting this shit. Cut the shit and no, play hard. And it showed. And it, and it showed. And, and and if you look at his press conference, he wasn't cocky, eating W's. He was more he, so like, oh, we a- played our good game today, and he was more calm, collected, professional about things. Which I like. I, I also think too. I think Drew Brees also had a had a hand in it too. But uh, when he because yeah, he because look, Jameis Winston was thrown to the wolves immediately in Tampa Bay. Yeah, he was named the guy. He didn't have a mentor, but in New England or not New England, New Orleans, he had a mentor teaching the game. Yeah, a Hall of Fame, a, a, a Hall of Fame, member. a Super Bowl champion. Like, who else can pick the brain of one of the greatest? If I was Jameis Winston in that situation last year, I'd have been honored. Exactly. And and it showed in his press conference that, look, look, I know, because the way I looked at his, read his bio, and he said, look, I've been, I got thrown to the wolves in Tampa Bay, but sitting down and backing on Drew Brees, you know, just learning uh, just- that's what he needed that was the recipe for his success in the league he yeah. needed that guy that could mentor him to become a good quarterback a good starter because like me and you were saying and we're going to say this countless times he did not have nobody to mentor him in Tampa Bay exactly and I think that was the problem with Carson Wentz too. 
he didn't have anybody to mentor him. Just saying. Yeah, Just saying. I agree. Um, the last game, and this is the game you wanted to talk about because of one specific player. Mm-hmm. Jason motherfucking Peters. What, what the hell they, happened to you, big dog? Exactly. Like, like, dude's almost 40. It's like, get, just give it up already. Oh, my God. He let so many players get to the quarterback so many times. And that was the problem with him here in Philly. If it wasn't for him getting hurt in, like, three weeks of the season, or within three weeks, it was him sucking. Him oh, letting... Yeah. Defenders passed. Um, and it also doesn't help to Andy Dalton. No. It's still, still playing bad after last season. I cannot believe, and, and it baffles me. It really baffles me. If they gave Dalton a start over Fields. Exactly, because I was thinking, I'm thinking that Vils is going to be the starter. Yeah. And and I don't know what, like, and it made me question why the hell they drafted him last year in the, in the 2020 draft. Yeah. Or actually, 2021 draft. Why the hell did you draft him if you're not going to make him the starter? Oh, we're going to have him sit and be mentored. Um, Here's the problem. Andy Dalton's not that good. No, like if you like say, for example, if you what have you, what, Bill sit behind, what's Andy gonna do? Teach him how to throw a pick? Yeah, I guess what? so. But if you think about it this way: without like Jameis Winston, he sat behind Drew Brees, like a hall of famer. And look, yeah, look at uh, um, Jameis Winston now compared to where he was in Tampa. Oh, like, like this is. But now you got Fields get uh get mentored by Dalton. Watch him throw like three picks next year. Watch him suck. And then and then let's say who's that the blame? Say, hey, look, that's that's your fault for getting out get Andy Dalton in the offseason. Yeah, you could have you literally could have gotten a competent backup. Hell, we did we last year we had just gotten or, or the year before that, we had just gotten rid of freaking Trubisky. Not tr- no, no. I'm talking about us, Philly. Oh. Um, we just got rid of McCown. You could have literally picked up McCown to be a set-piece starter. Exactly. Teach him the game. And then ship off McCown, made Fields the starter as or in year two. But no. You get Dalton, who in his last years in Cincinnati sucked. Yeah. Goes to goes to Chicago, still with that I don't care attitude. I'm at the tail end of my career, throwing picks. You draft Fields. We're thinking, oh, Dalton's done. He's out of here. Nope. And and 
Ooh. yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. Like you, you, like come on, man. All I've got to say is, in week two, they better start fields, or they're done. Yeah, because that that or that team is or, the coming, or the next coming weeks. That or they could, or Matt Nagy could get fired. Who knows? Honestly, look, I honestly don't even like Matt Nagy as our coach. I can see through Matt Nagy at that point. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. And the thing is, if you if you hear. I've, like, I read comments and stuff, you know, on NFL's pages when they're, like, talking about the Bears. A lot of Bears fans are seeing through Matt Nagy, too. Which is, yeah. I've, I've been seeing that, too. Even on Twitter as well. They're seeing through Matt Nagy. They don't want Matt Nagy there. And I don't blame them. I don't I blame really, him either. I really don't. How the hell do you start Andy Dalton, who is on a downturn of his damn career? And then he drafted Justin Fields before the season even started. You draft Justin Fields, have everybody think, oh, we got our quarterback. And then you start Andy Dalton anyway. What? Uh, It baffles my mind, bro. It really does. It does. But, um... I, we didn't talk about the Monday night game because um, yeah. to start off. And then we'll re- – like, it's kind of like a revolving door. Go in with the Sunday games, come out with the Monday game. Yeah. Um, I, even the Thursday game because we're not going to talk about that since we did the podcast today. Yeah. Because we weren't going to talk about, you know, we weren't going to have two podcasts lined up on Friday. No. At the wrestling podcast. If you don't, if you aren't, if you're on YouTube, look up the It's For Me podcast on live on YouTube. We go live every Friday at 7.30. Um, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for the up on Monday on that channel. Um, it is me and your boy Robert here. So... <laughs> I don't. I don't, think, I don't have any final thoughts after this episode. Sorry, it disconnected on me. Oh, there he goes. But yeah, like I said, we got the It's Real Me podcast live on YouTube. Stay tuned for the future episode on Friday at seven thirty. The retrospective episode. On Monday, if you're a wrestling fan, stop on by, subscribe, like it. Um, we're going to do, like we always did last year, we're going to do this podcast on Mondays. Right after the Sunday games, we can talk about the Sunday games, last Thursday's games, um, Sunday night, yep. even last week's Monday nights. But, yeah, yeah, the Monday night of the previous week. Um, stay tuned for that, and I'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace out.